Hey guys, this is Jane Wilson speaking from Couch in the Mind, Clearing the Mind, One Couch Talk at a Time. For those who are new and or first time listeners, both myself and Michael Codd are co-hosts of this particular show regarding the topic of mental health. Ultimately, in the aim of helping those that are struggling through something within their life and turning that struggle into something positive. Today, the topic we'll be going over is fitness and health and special guest we've got is Dylan Till. How are we, brother? Good, mate. Good, good. Good, bro. Thanks again for coming on the show, man. Yeah. Personally, for me, it's an honor to have you on the show, and it, you're someone I look up to, and, and hopefully at some stage, um, get at the level you're at in, in terms of what you're achieving within life, man. Yeah, no, for sure. It's um, it's all definitely possible to get anywhere. It's, um, yeah. it's the type of effort and the, you know, where you want to be and making sure that, you know, you walk that direction. Yeah, for sure. But just a quick, um, just a brief... Uh, uh, I'll briefly go over the fact that there might be a discretion warning in that both myself and Dylan like to keep our conversation quite raw. So something might be brought up that you might be, you might call it a trigger point. So if you feel um, that way inclined, um, feel free to pause and stop the video. But for those who are interested and want to continue to listen in, um, please feel, feel free to do so. But um, apart from that, I'll, I'll let Dylan um, delve into his um, life story. Um, in, in terms of what he's achieved, um, because I've just said that, I've said certain things in relation to how I want to get to the level that he's at. Um, so he's done his Cert 3 in personal training. He had once owned his own, um, a, a part owned a gym, and he is now um, a full-time uh, life mentor. And that's exactly where I want to head toward at some stage of my life. So anyway, I'll pass it over to Dylan and let him talk, man. Yeah, perfect. So... Um, yeah, so like in a sense, a little bit of my background is like the way that I wanted to get into yeah. my like health and fitness and everything like that was I was originally doing a lot of sports training. So at the time I was doing like a lot of like sprint training, a lot of power, um, like a lot of pa like power, working on my speed, working on my, uh, working on my strength. Um, were, you, were you training um, for something in particular? Uh, no, just to be like my fittest, my best. Yeah. I actually ended up playing um, in Australia, they call it gridiron, but oh, really? American football. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. I didn't even know that they were doing it in Australia. Yeah, so oh, they've wow. got a few teams around um, all over the, well, over Australia. Like in South Australia, there's only four teams, um, but you still need about 40 players. Is that, that's why you're repping the, uh, the NFL? Yeah, I've got the Auburn Tigers on, oh, um, the nice. college, the American college team. Yep. But um, yeah, so like I was getting like a lot into that. Uh, and at the time I was doing my, I just finished my cert three in hospitality. And um, I was just working nights at the time, and I found that the only time that I was happy was in the gym. Mm. So I actually wanted to. Um, so I well, like I was like, okay, cool. Like, what else do I love? So I was like, I, I'm someone who always goes, okay, what do I love, and then learn how to monetize it. Yep. And I think that's a very like a key important. And I'm someone who, as soon as I, do, I dislike something, I like get rid of it. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to dive into health and fitness, and at the time, I actually wanted to help my mum lose weight as well. So I wanted to like go in, gain the knowledge around like my own training as well as um, helping my mum lose weight. So obviously you, you, you saw that she was struggling with her, her um, obesity? Yeah, so um, I actually, yeah, so I wanted to um, find the knowledge, gain, like gain everything and making sure that I could help guide her on the right path. Um, and then I actually helped her lose um, just over 50 kilos. Man, that's that's awesome. So, bro. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, obviously that's fantastic to be able to do that for your, you know, a loved one. Mm. but. But for yourself, that must have been so rewarding, knowing that you've you've gained this knowledge and you were able to to you know take it into play and, and make a difference with, within someone's life. One hundred percent, and it's 
for a PT point of view, like getting your own result it essentially is easy because when you're trying to coach and like guide clients of, um, to do like to do the same and to like help them help their fitness goal, as if you're in the gym, you know what they're doing. You know yeah. how they're training. 100%. But as soon as they leave the gym, you've got 23 hours of the whole day that you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what their sleep is. You don't know what their nutrition is. You don't know who they're hanging around. Like those PTs are doing clients that are doing them on, you know, like you've got your 4, 4 p.m., 5 p.m. clients that are getting ready to go out. You know, they want to pump or whatever, like depending on what your goal is. Mm. But you just don't know, you know, like, um, and so many factors go into it. And especially um, when you don't, like, if a client doesn't exactly know why they're doing it either, yeah, they've got no reason to keep pursuing it. Yeah, so I, like, yeah, so once I helped my mum, like, lose, lose that weight, and that's where I started to, like, okay, cool, like, dive into a little bit more, go into the health yeah. and nutrition a lot more. Um, I actually joined a network marketing company as well with Herbalife. So I actually did that hand-in-hand. Uh, hand so, so what is Herbalife, and how did you how did you find this particular company? Um, so that's where my business, my my old business partner was actually doing it before we before I owned the gym, yep. he was he was part of it, and um, he introduced me to it all, and that's when I kind of got into it, and I utilized my PT as well as using like the nutrition. So then that way I kind of had a little. Oh, so so Herbalife is like a nutrition brand yeah. or something. Yeah, so it's, okay. a, it's a yeah, so it's a nutrition uh, supplement company. Yep. Um, very, it's one of the oldest for sure. Um, probably, I think it's been about 40, 45 years old. Oh wow, and it's it. I mean, I don't really know much about like um, nutrition and supplement companies as such. I just go to the closest one, you know, <laughs> in the caramel shops. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't really look into it too much, but is it is it like a quite a well-known company? It is. Um, you talk to a lot of parents and a lot of parents would know about it. Yep. Um, up, like the younger generation these days probably wouldn't have heard as much. You know, like the more like the younger generation these days is your, you know, your Arbon, your Isagenics, your um, Delentis like those type of companies um but you know it's it's network marketing uh, mm. there is a lot of bad stigma around network marketing but um at the end of the day it's a it's just another it's, a, it's another business tool you know mm. it's excellent for a lot of um you know what if it's like for mums or you know like people who want to build create their own business without actually building the business it's, yeah. a, it's an excellent platform um, a lot of people who have um, bad stigma around network marketing have mm. either either got like a scarcity mindset around it, or they've tried to do it before and did it, didn't do it properly, or they didn't have the right guidance. Yeah, you know. So um, there's so many. Yeah. So like from that sense, but um, that's how I got into Herbalife with, with my co-owner, and mm. and then from there we went into F forty five. So I started a I started to be a gym instructor within F uh, F forty five. I worked in F forty five. Uh, prospect in South Australia, and then I went down and did F forty five in Salisbury as well. So is F forty five? What is that? Is that CrossFit? So F forty five is your functional training, probably yep. a little bit more in your cardio aspects. Okay. Um, but it's excellent, you know, like anything that's group training. Uh, you know, you, you're surrounded by like minded people who were in there, like wanting to uh, lose weight or well, like most most of them probably in there for the for the same reason. Well, that's it. Yeah. Like a lot of people find it very daunting to go train train by yourself. Yeah, you know, so if you want to, you know, train with people, have a good time. You know, the more energy there is in the in the class, uh, like time goes so fast, and you don't even realize you did a workout. Yeah, you, you kind you of build your own small community, and mm. and through that community, you're doing, you know, the same session like day, like week in, week out. Yeah, yeah. the same time. That's where it gets a little bit. Um, 
uh, you could say mind destroying. <laughs> like yeah. if you're doing days and nights, you're, you're doing the same class for six to seven sessions a day. And then, you know, you pack up and you leave, you look at the clock and yeah, you know, there's like seven hours and 30 minutes that you're back here and <laughs> yeah, life of a PT. <laughs> like, fun. Mm. But um, yeah, from there, we, uh, my, my, uh, my business partner at the time came up to me and goes, um, what's your thoughts on owning a, PP, uh, owning a PLC? Um, we'll, we'll go halves in it. I was like, mate, can't say no to that. Like, let's, let's do it. So um, yeah, that's when we brought PLC down to South Australia. Um, and that's yeah, I understand. So, oh, so there wasn't a PLC. So you actually made made the PLC in South Australia. Yeah. So um, oh, wow. yeah, at the time I was a very beginner PT. Like I learned a lot about business. Uh, <laughs> starting that bad boy. Yeah, up. for sure. I, I did a lot of me, like many mistakes. Um, I actually put the business. Uh, so when I was signing the lease, I actually put my own name instead of the business name. <laughs> like so, I had so many challenges. Face like and go through it all but uh it, w- it was fun like i look mm. back and like it was challenging at the time but i look back now and i was like nah that was it was a lot of fun yep and and fast forward to where you are now um what got you in, in like what did you hit a point where you went um you know something needs to change within my life and then something happened that made you want to go down the path of wanting to help people out and becoming a, a, men- a life mentor yeah so essentially um plc introduced me to personal development. I didn't really know personal development much. Like I got a little bit into it when I was doing my network and uh, network marketing. Yeah. But um, when I started diving into personal development um, and then from there, that's when I knew that fitness isn't the problem. Hmm. Um, because uh, like in a sense, like if, if your mindset isn't right, you're not going to get up early to go to the gym and you're not going to meal prep. No, exactly. You know, you've, so got, you've, still, you've got to be in the, the right mood to want to do it. And yeah. Even even for me, sometimes when you go to the gym, without having visualized like certain exercises you're about to do, you kind of lose them. You know, you're lacking in motivation to actually want and urge to do certain things. Yeah, 100%. And that's where, that's where I started to really figure out is if you don't have a reason why you're training, yeah. you're not going to get out of it. Yeah. Because the one question that you ask yourself before you get out of bed is, why am I getting up? Hmm. And if you don't have an answer to that, you're not getting up. Like, and it's as simple as that. Like, uh, it could be, like, that's why when you really look at the people that are, like, do or die, or you hear in these stories where people are like, yeah, I just lost 60 kilos and everything like that, it's probably because they went to the doctors and they got told if, you're not, if you don't lose some weight, you're going to die of a heart attack. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you just got given a why. It's funny, because I, I, I gym with a bloke who's, who's actually been through that, you know, the same situation that he went to the doctor probably three or four months ago and they said, uh, yeah, look, you need, to, you need to lose, you know, 20, 30 kilos in the next, in the next three, four months. Otherwise, your heart condition is just going to become worse than whatever it is. And yeah, same thing, just a bit of a wake-up call. Sometimes people need a bit of a wake-up call to then go, look, maybe I need to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's trying to find your own personal motivation to want and know why you're doing it and know why you're doing it. 100%. And that's where I started to really dive into it because I was like, health and fitness isn't for everyone. Hmm. And the reason why I say that is because some people just don't wake up and they just go, I just like, gym's just not for me. Yep. But when it comes to health and fitness from a body functioning type of point of view, it's very important. Oh, yeah. So it's making sure that you understand who you are as a person understanding your value structure, understanding like why you are, who you are. Mm. And then if 
if it's something that you don't like doing or whatever, it's incorporating in the way that you like to do it. Yeah. So a lot of people will go to the gym, one, because they got, they, they're like, well, their highest value is actually connection. So they're going to a group training gym or they're going to a thing, like they're solely there for actually the connection and to connect with people. Yeah. But they're going with someone who's um, highest value is health and fitness. Yeah, because because within that moment, they actually feel good. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but they're getting confused because now they're starting to compare to their friend. Why is they get, why are they getting results and I'm not? Because yeah. they're at the gym for a different reason. Yeah. Right? And, and like, I don't care what anyone says. The reason why people are why they are what they are is because they're stressed it's mm. not the uh, like don't get me wrong like the food and whatever like there's unhealthy food and everything like that but it's the stress which sets off your cortisol which is the, which is the actual killer mm. it's not the food it's not the fatty shit it's the it's the cortisol that's stopping your uh, like arteries and it's stopping your testosterone from actually kicking off and allowing your growth hormones to actually kick in oh right yeah okay so when you're it's not the chocolate bar that you're eating. Yeah. It's the fuck I shouldn't be eating the chocolate bar that's killing you. And what, and what do you think that's the case? Because it one insecurities, two body shaming, three it could be um, to the fact where um, they feel like they're not good enough. It's funny you say that because we we were having this conversation last week when we when we caught up with the feed, and that you were saying you only hear fat people shaming other fat people but you don't see you don't you don't see like really healthy people having to go at fat people exactly <laughs> so there's this there's this uh, process called a mirror effect and essentially what we whatever we see in other people is, is the internal feeling of what how we actually feel within ourselves mm. so I, I i can guarantee you like i've probably had some sort of thoughts where i look in the mirror and i was like fuck, i'm just i'm just like fuck, like look at that like i'm not good enough or whatever and then you go out there and you see like this guy that's you know who's actually putting in effort and everything like that and since you don't feel good about yourself you're naturally going to pull someone down mm. and it's just na it's just natural it's human behavior uh and we, we're naturally hanging around our um our natural herd of what like how we can make sure we feel like we fit in yeah so if we don't feel like we fit into something we naturally need to either attack it or push it out yeah or, we, sure. or we leave ourselves i think the big, biggest problem for me that i struggle about is is body types and that like if you even if you're training really hard and you're eating the right foods and you're trying to put on weight or trying to you know achieve a certain goal, so, uh, like you know if you're a particular body type, you you'll look big and jack jacked when you reach that goal. Whereas if you're not of that particular body type, but you're like you're more lean, you you'll still like be big and strong, but nowhere near like what old mate looks you know mm. you know old mate looks like, and that's something that people need to realise that. You know, everyone's everyone's wired differently. That's it. Yeah. Like, and that's the, that. That's a that's a very good um very good point because there is so many ways of looking at it. Like, you've got your three body types, like your yeah. endomorph, your ectomorph, and your mesomorph. So if you if you're looking at that and you're an ectomorph trying to compare yourself to an endomorph, you're naturally just going to have a, a thinner um body type compared to a thicker body type. So what's up? Sorry, man. I'm no, okay. I'm not in in terms of this sort of stuff. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty new to it all. So. For those listening in that don't really know what a endo, what's an endomorph yeah. and ectomorph, yeah. do, you, do you mind just delving yeah, into that a little bit? So, yeah. an ect so an ectomorph type of um, body is more like your thinner body. Their metabolism is generally very fast. They find uh, yeah. it very yeah. easy to lose weight and not gain weight. Yeah, for sure. Ect um, ectomorphs are someone who... Oh, sorry, endomorphs. Yeah, endomorphs are someone who um, are easy to gain size 
and but find it harder to lose weight. So they they got to make sure they treat their calories in a different way than what how an uh, like the, like an exomorph would. Mm. Where a mesomorph is more of that natural athletic build. They mm. those natural like oh like those ones that are given a yada yada yada. But that's just their body structure and the way the how they're yeah, like, like they don't need to train hard. They just yeah. they just naturally look shredded. Yeah. yeah, but you're naturally two of them. So you can be a ecto mezzo, you can be in like, or you can be like a like a mezzo endo type. So it's the way that you're gonna transition, because you're gonna naturally like, if you're gonna train, you're gonna naturally gonna become jacked. Like it's yeah. just the way it is. But you're gonna have more of that thinner type, or you're gonna have a more of that thicker build. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm more of a I'm more of an endo um, endo mezzo. Like I've got a very thick like top like a bite like a wide base, and I'll just almost say that you're the same as well. So. Um, as understanding that body structure and that alone affects the what type of um that uh, that alone affects the type of calories that you have to eat. Yeah, sure. So if you were more of a like a an ecto an ecto and you find it very hard to like put weight on, you actually have to eat more calories than what you realize because yeah. the way of like how everything's burning and all, all, everything like that, it will always come down to like a, a calorie deficit. Like, yeah. Calories in, calories out. Are you burning? If you're burning too much than what you're eating, you're mm. gonna naturally lose weight. If you're if you're eating more than what you're burning, then you're naturally gonna gain weight. It's it's just simple. There's no other shit to, towards it. Mm. But um, some be some people's bodies react differently. Like if you were to eat like eat compared to like 300 calories, like for if you're trying to go into a surplus and you want to gain weight, gain muscle uh, from a boy uh, or for both instance. 300 calories can be a completely different the way how you eat it compared to someone else. So yeah. it's got to make sure that you're not following some sort of other people's plan, that you're going by your own stuff. Well, sometimes, well, especially sometimes you've actually got to set out different meals. That's why you, you know, meal plan and you don't have one massive meal. Um, and instead of having that, you have two or three that um, would equal up to the same, mm. you know, the same amount just from that one. Mm. You've got to like, you know, like you got to, um, divide it up throughout the day mm. and I think that's how you do it in certain certain meal plans and um, diet yeah diet 100%. Diet. yeah um, but uh, so many people as well start to compare themselves um, to other people especially when it comes to meal planning mm. I just can't I don't have the time to eat five um, five meals a day and I'm like I, I know that's fine so, yeah. so like, this is where you can also enter either one you start having three big big meals so you know you're gonna have breakfast you know you're gonna have a lunch break and then you know you're gonna have dinner that's cool I do that just make your meals bigger like and then people say like oh i just can't eat that much yada 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 um that's fine but i can't lift 100 kilos straight away off the deck either it, it actually takes time you actually have to you actually have to try and force a little bit in practice yeah it's one of those things where um well for example i saw this bloke who who holds the the guinness world records for the longest plank and he's in his in his 60s and i'm going how the hell can you manage to do that especially in his, in his 60s and you see him he's mm -hmm. He's bloody, um, you know, he's, he's carved out of stone. Mm. But when he's delving into what he does um, to actually get to the stage of where he's at for holding the record, he, he's doing like 700 push-ups a, a night and, and like 400 sit-ups, all these sort of things. And when you think of it, like 700 push-ups, like, geez, like that's a lot. But if you break it down and maybe you're someone who's new to doing push-ups or you don't know how to do it, you break it down and do five a night and a couple months later you, you step that up and go you know 10 20 a night and incrementally increase it over time and before you know it you're doing like two three hundred a night and you're you're like you're almost halfway to, to what he's able to do it's i think people 
people want the the long term fix, like rather than do the work in between, and yeah, uh, that that can be um, you know thought about in so many different ways and so many other different situations as well. And that's exactly right, especially when it comes to people who go to um, want to start their fitness journey. Mm. So they instantly go, all right, cool. So I need to go to the gym five times a week. I need, to, I need a meal prep. I need to make sure I'm drinking four liters of water. I need to make sure I'm getting nine hours of sleep. So they've instantly completely changed their body, like their whole like lifestyle structure to try and do the yeah. fitness goal. But what they don't understand is essentially your whole life is, a, is like in a, in a habit. You know, you've like think about how long you've been doing that lifestyle and you think you just want to switch it all in one go. No. No chance. It's it, right? like, especially if you found consistency with it, it's so hard to... Um, erase that consistency mm-hmm. and try something different exactly and they say that like say between um 21 days to 365 days actually break a habit mm. so um depending on whatever um there is like you can break habits um within uh, within a like in a couple of minutes like or you know in about an hour a day um it's called like actually it's if i go a little bit more into the science it's understanding what a feedback loop is is which is like understanding um, like your habit structure and, and the why everything is what it is. If you can understand that and rewire that within your brain, you can actually break a habit then and there, but you've got to make sure you stack it properly. So uh, that's why you hear stories of, yeah, like when people go see people and they stop smoking in like a day because they've actually rewired their brain in the way how they um, perceive and how they feel a, see a cigarette or whatever. As soon as they make their mind up with something, this is like with anything, like you can create a bad habit so quickly, but you can create a good habit so quickly. Yeah. But bad habits are essentially just easier, like to do oh, whatever, 100%. because yeah. there's a lot more addictive. Oh yeah, and and it's like it's an easy like high endorphin. You know what I mean? Like, I mean you you junk junk food, and um, I mean this is a little bit more private, but you know if you're doing things to yourself like that's you know it's a a, a pretty quick endorphin that you can get. Whereas the ones that you work for are the ones that people choose not to do too much, do a lot of, i.e. Um, eating eating healthily because you've got to actually put an effort into making good food rather than buying like you know paying ten bucks for a Big Mac mm-hmm. or going for a run like there's effort involved. Mm-hmm. And this is where I actually I can actually come back to with the feedback loop. Yep. So when it comes to a feedback loop, whatever it may be is you go, wow, like I'm in some sort of, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm unhappy. Okay, cool, what makes me happy? It's going to be this type of food. You've linked this to your food. Um, so you go, all right, fuck, I'm, I'm just going to need this food. Now I'll get this quick fix. So now I've got this quick fix. I'm like, all right, cool, yep, amazing. So now I'm, gonna, I'm feeling good. All right, yep, nah, all right, so I'm eating, I'm feeling amazing. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to bed now. Okay, cool, I'll wake up. You know, it's a new day. All right, let's go, let's, let's do this. All of a sudden, that something triggers that same emotion again. And then, okay, cool, what's the, what's the one thing that's going to make me feel good? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's what that, that's what a natural um, yeah. feedback loop is so um and that's why um it's we're wired all the way down to when we're a kid mm. and the reason why i say that is because if you go if you go okay cool like if the kid's in a bad mood oh what can i do them? happy meal boom so instantly as soon as the kid feels unhappy he knows that he has to go get a happy meal so this is why they, they don't know how to um, deal with their emotions without having having had a, a quick fix right. to, to resolve it. Oh yeah, and at the at the same time, this is where parents are being selfish because they're being lazy and they don't want to deal with their kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But in, along the lines of, I mean, let's if we take a step back a little bit and uh, go back onto to the topic in relation to mental health. 
How do you think that uh, exercising um, would have a positive impact on people's mental health, especially to those, like obviously it's easy for those who are really heavily into gym because they'd be like, yeah, look, it's a good way of getting rid of my negative energy. I don't think of anything else except for the, the you know, the set that I'm about to do. And that, that's me. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But for those who uh, might be particularly new to gym or have never really tried it out or just exercising in general, how do you think it would have a positive impact on your mental state? So technically, as soon as you, as soon as you make your body move in some sort of way, if it's going for a walk and anything like that, as soon as you set, as soon as you do some sort of activity, you're setting off your healthy endorphins. Yeah. So that as soon as you set off your healthy endorphins, you're naturally going to be thinking better. You're naturally going to be setting your day up properly. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to get your body moving. Um, but the one thing I do want to touch on is the people who are addicted to going to the gym are probably more are facing more of a mental battle than the people who are not going to the gym. Is that because they're always having to use it as an excuse? So they use gym as an avoiding mechanism. Yeah. So right. they don't want to deal with their shit that's going on. So they go and train at the gym. So they're so they're avoiding it's like their um, safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're in a sense like they know that they're gonna feel good because they're setting off their endorphins and everything like mm. that. But at the same time, they're actually avoiding everything, and they're generally the ones that are always kind of damaged, or they've got some sort of shoulder injury, they've got some sort of um, they've got some sort of injury. But they're people who just push through the pain because it's easier. Like body pain is easier than dealing with mental pain, mm. and that's why. Um, like that's why it's it goes hand in hand. Like physical health and mental health go hand in hand. They like they sort of bounce off each other. But in in terms of a little bit more of like what you like what you're asking, if you've never gotten into the gym, starting off light. And the reason why I say to make sure you start off light and make sure you don't go in and absolutely hammer yourself because yeah. the reason why if you go in and hammer yourself, essentially what the science behind it is, you're depleted all your glycogen in your body. So you're naturally now gone into a point where your body is craving sugar. But the first thing that we think of as sugar is your shit food. Quick fix. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. it's not a quick fix. It's just the fact that that's the only of, of sugar that you know. Yeah. So you go, fuck, like I am craving sugar. But so people think of ice cream, chocolate, lollies. You don't think of sweet potato. You don't think of your paste potato. You don't think of like your lentils, or nothing like that. Yeah. You go, fuck, I need sugar. But, and that's where the vicious cycle goes. And then people go, oh, I'm just going to fucking smash myself out of the gym again. So now they wear wear themselves out. Yeah, so they're absolutely ruining themselves. It's funny you say that because sometimes at work, even when I wear myself out at work, um, the last thing I want to be doing is eating something healthy. And I and I and I I see myself as a really healthy bloke. I like to I like to eat the right foods, but sometimes I am chasing after a quick fix. I eat like a you know a couple of sweets just to just to you know regain a bit of energy again. It's so easy to be able to get into that headspace and and continually want that. Mm. But that's why, as well, when you see so much sport, they come out with lollies mm. because it's a one. It's a very, it's a high, it's a high carb, um, high glucose, like um, a high GI carb. So mm. it's a quick fix. So it's going to go straight into your bloodstream. It's going to go into your glycogen stores quicker. That's the reason why they actually have lollies and uh, oranges and like your high, uh, your high GI stuff. Yeah. But if you want a long term energy, that's where you kind of go. In, if you can't eat many meals, but you want to have a long term energy, that's when you go into your low GI stuff. So like your low jack carbs, so um, like you know, like your whole grain stuff, and like all your brown rice and everything like that, um, where that's where it'll be uh, it'll prolong a little bit more. It breaks down a little bit slower. Mm. Um, but one thing I do want to say is because I said the word rice is myth around what's a healthy rice. 
Yeah, it's fine. I was about to say that, like, is, is brown rice actually better than white, like, jasmine? No. Really? It's calories. I mean, yeah, essentially, you're still putting on calories. The only difference is maybe six calories. Far out. But one's high GI, one's low GI. So brown rice is a, is more of your whole grain, which is going to be a bit more of a solid release, where your jasmine rice goes in quicker oh, and it burns that's faster. Why you feel that's like... why you feel hungrier when you eat jasmine rice, because it burns faster. Yeah. But there's not, it's not saying that it's, it's, it's unhealthier, it's just it's, it's formed differently within your body. So it's breaking down quicker. So it's just entering your bloodstream quicker. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not unhealthier, mm. but it's, it's like, it, since it tastes different and like you've got, you got more instinct to be eating more, mm. that's why people dive into it so much more. Yeah, right. So essentially what you're saying in terms of um, eating the right foods and, and or if you're new, for, new to the gym or you use gym as a way of exerting negative energy or, or hiding from certain things and using it as an excuse, you've got to find that balance. If you, if you did, I think even, even like having the health, like even having good food, if you have too much of it, I think, I don't know, for me, I think it can have a negative impact on, especially in your mental state too. If you're going out and you're, and you're always seeing yourself as eating the right foods and you never have anything bad, um, I don't know. For me, like it, like social life would be difficult. Mm. I mean, like you'd always, you'd always have to try and find somewhere where it would, it, they would make a certain meal for you and all those sort of things. And especially for gym as well, you don't want to do too much of it where you, you you're becoming more self obsessed mm. rather than you, you're doing it because you've set a goal and it's making you feel good within yourself. So this is where it comes back to your why. Yeah. Why are you training? So if you want, if you're doing bodybuilding, that's natural. You have to do like that's yeah, the exactly. we're putting through. But your why is differently, so you're not putting a few pullers off. Mm. So you're not saying oh, no. I I I want to win this at competition, so I just can't do that. This is my sacrifice that I have to do. But if you don't have a gym goal, if you're not, if you're not doing it, if you're just doing it for overall health, mm. like the one meal that you eat and like the couple of wines and beers that you're gonna drink, isn't gonna be the killer around it. It's gonna be your stress around you having that. So mental, yeah, so mental it's like, oh my god, now I've just, I've just broke the cycle, I've had two wines, oh, look at me. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly that, That's saying. done more damage, you stressing about what you just said and do, doing that around there, than what the food actually did. Hmm. Because now you're setting off your cortisol, which has blocked everything, which is now you, your food and everything like that's not doing anything. So now it's going to store. But if, you're, if, you're, if you've got a very good mindset around it, and you've got like, you're like so if you... If you say, if you do negative talk within your head, you set off cortisol, but the best thing is, is if you say positive thinking or p positive talk within your head, you actually set off um, your serotonin, which is your happy gas, which is your, um, mm. which is your good, uh, which is your good hormone. Mm. So like that alone around your thinking will be the, the, the dramatic effect of how that's going to affect you. Like, don't get me wrong. Like when, when you, if you eat good food to, to compare to eating a bad food, you definitely feel the difference. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Food. I feel, and I also feel like it, it, it sits in the stomach and you feel quite gluggy. Like if I, if I were to have a nice Caesar salad, you know, it obviously goes down really well, especially because it's salad. But if I were to have, um, you know, a nice greasy burger, you know, double double bacon mm. cheeseburger or something. That's it. That seems like for me, it sits in the stomach, and and like the morning I wake up from it, I just don't feel as good as I would if I'm eating something nice and healthy. One hundred percent. So like, it's just naturally going through. Like that's and that's just naturally going mm. to be about it. Like you want to naturally feel good. The more that you naturally feel good, you know, the more that you actually you actually can get addicted to feeling good. 
which is cool. Like, yeah. and that's and that's not like people uh, perceive that you it's, you've only got addiction around bad stuff, but that's not true. Like, oh no, it's good, it's bad, but it's bad, it's good. But it, I think it's about it's a it's about balancing it. Well, you don't want to become overly addicted, you know. Exactly. So, um, and that's what I that's why I like to uh, that's why the first thing is I teach is whatever whatever comes up must come down, but whatever goes down must come up, and that's natural. It's like um, you go on a roller coaster ride. Mm, you know, you 100%. can't you can't expect. You know, you can't expect to keep going up, you know, for the rest of your life. Eventually, there'll be a drop. Well, this is this is where it gets cool because people get so addicted at the very start, you know, when they go into the gym, you know, they're so excited that like, they've got all this growth and everything like yeah. that. Everything's happening. And then all of a sudden, it goes to the consistent road. Oh, it's not like nothing like this, yada, yada. So now you start to crash. Yeah. So now you are living on this high. That's why you're getting out of bed. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's new. It's it's different, you know. But... If you don't know, if you don't, like I said, if you don't have this why, if you don't, if you don't understand why you're training, you're gonna crash, and then all of a sudden you're gonna resent it. You know, mm. fuck this. Like I don't need to be doing this anymore. Like, um, you, why am I even doing this? You look for something else, like another hobby. Like you, you look for another hobby to to to, to get that enjoyment out mm. of. So yeah. naturally, that we're we're going up and up and down. So the more yeah. that you can balance yourself out, you're balancing out your emotions. You're balancing out um, your things because if your intelligence. If your emotions are high, your intelligence is low. Exactly. Right. So if you if that's the case, like in the, the uh, for an example, for people who don't understand that, think about all the times when you're excited, but and you're forgetting shit. Right. So like all the times when you are, or with the times when you get really nervous, like the way I like to say nervous and excitement, it's the same thing. It's just one negative, one positive. But if you're really nervous, all of a sudden you forget shit. So when your intelligence are high, uh, when your emotions are high, your intelligence is low. Do you think? Do you think that maybe in like Especially like if you're playing sport and you're about to play a big game, you might be in the finals and it might be elimination round or something. Do you think that's why athletes um, like that are you know they become overly excited, make such easy mistakes? I.e., there might be twenty meters out of the goal. Like if in terms of um, footy, that they, they you know take a conversion twenty meters out, straight kick, and they veer to the side just because of pure excitement of, of the game and and the hype off of, of the situation they're in. Yep, 100%. So they've allowed their emotions to get in the best of themselves, and all of a sudden they'll break away from their um, their normal condition. They'll right. make some yeah. sort of mistake. Because if, you, if your emotions, if you're if you taking complete control of your emotions, your, your intelligence is high. So, like, you know, for example, like the best, the best thing I can always use is Michael Jordan has missed more shots in basketball than anyone else in the world. He's missed more shots than anyone else in the world. You're due to just pure emotion and excitement. Well, no, but just because of just the fact that he was someone who was always trying to, uh, he would always just make the shot. So he learned more ways of how to miss, so then he made sure he, he, he got it. So once he did that, he didn't allow his emotions to actually get the best of him. Once he didn't, once he knew where the shot had to be, mm. he knew every single time he released it, he knew it was going in because he didn't allow his emotions to get a hold of that. But if you're flustered, if you're frustrated, if you're um, allowing that pressure to build in, and you're allowed, to, uh, you're gonna ex- uh, express that instantly. Yeah. If your foot is in a certain way, all of a sudden now your body turns. If you like shoot, and you know that it's not right because you've yeah, allowed, you're gonna miss. And that's and because of his inconsistencies and in you know missing his shots, yeah. he would he would have missed all these different angles, mm-hmm. and the moment he shoots, he'd be going, no, nah, that's not going. Yeah, out. and it doesn't. Yeah. So um, it's it's just the fact that one, it's practice. Like a, a lot of like the you know the newbies, especially when it comes to like footy, um, they will do that because they're not used to that type of environment. But yeah. after after a while, like you you don't expect new players, rising stars, to be 
um, to be the best player straight away. Mm. It takes time. If you allow your body, uh, and essentially, like this can also go into a little bit more spiritual health, but if you allow your body to, um, if you accept what your body's doing, and you allow it to move, and you allow it to just do what the habits are, and you don't get emotional about it, you're naturally going to play well. And I think that's why you, you obviously probably kick a lot better when you're training, because you, you don't let anything get to you, you're just, you're just focusing on it rather than um, when you're in the moment and um, you know you might be surrounded by a crowd of people, obviously not right now because of COVID. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's still there's still quite a few people, 10,000 people is still a lot, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you're surrounded by a crowd of people as opposed to being surrounded by your teammates when you're training, it's, it's a completely different scenario. If we go back onto the topic of uh, maybe, all right, let me, let me um, put this to you. If someone were, um, had gone through a particular injury and they had been heavily into gym or exercise previously uh, prior to the injury and they've lost the urge and want to exercise since um, they've done the knee or whatever it may be, how do you find the urge to want to get back to it, in, into it? Or for those who have never f um, had the urge of want, wanting to get into gym and exercise, how do you find that one an urge? And um, yeah. The biggest thing that comes to mind is fear. Yeah. So when it comes to fear, they're either one, like if the injured person is one, they're probably scared of doing it again. So yeah. sometimes yeah. it may be easier. Or two, they're a fear of getting injured or they've got a fear of, um, of not being good enough, they've got a fear of people looking at them, they've got a fear of everything like that. But the mm. funniest thing is, and this is where it comes back to the mirror effect, is people who've got a fear of people looking at you are the same people who are going around and seeing who's fucking looking at you. So you're, yeah. you're searching the gym to see who's looking for you. I, know, I find that the gym is probably like one of those places where it's probably like the most non-judgmental zone. Like, mm. You obviously look at guys where like they're fully jacked and they love themselves, but they're not looking around, you know, the, at the people that are fairly new to the gym or are obese and, and this and that. They're just focusing on themselves. And like you said, with that mirror effect, those people that are looking around trying to find and scan to see who else is looking at them are the ones that are, you know, they're just doing it to themselves. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, I think it's a really, like, it's a really good, um, it's a, it's a good judgment-free zone to be able to do your craft and, and you know, get in shape again. It all comes down to perception. Mm. So I could be staring at someone and watching someone do a, a someone do an exercise. One, what, you've got two people. One is thinking, oh my God, he's judging me, he's looking at me. The other person is go, is he trying to learn something? Mm. Like, we don't know. Like, there's a lot of exercises. Like, you go into a big box gym, there's going to be a lot of exercises you don't know. It's yeah. okay to actually allow to look at like look at other people no, because yeah. yeah because you're either going to be putting yourself down or you're going to be admiring like yeah. so you're either instantly one idolizing them fuck they're so cool I'm never good enough boom you have instantly put yourself down or if you go wow like um health and fitness is a massive to me I I I inspire to be like that but that but this goes back to the idea of of wanting the big picture straight away rather than doing the work in between. Yeah. And you see guys that are massive and full, like, you know, big and jacked, and you go like, oh, yeah, that, that shouldn't take too long. Mm. And you try to do what they're doing, and, and instantly that's when you hurt yourself and mm. you, you're not doing the small steps to, to potentially get to their stage. Yeah. So then that's where it goes down to, you know, you wouldn't build a skyscraper without building foundations. Mm. You know, you don't build... You don't build a skyscraper without going 30 meters deep into the ground or else it's just going to yeah. blow over. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's the same thing when it comes to the gym. Like I would not ever allow someone to lift a deadlift 
until I know that they can lift up something properly. Yeah. You know, like for example, like why would I get you to do um, squats with weight? But um, in your forms, though. Well, yeah, and yeah, you can't squat down normally. Mm. So like, it's making sure that you have your technique right before doing it. And if you yeah, exactly, if you've never done to the gym, the biggest thing I actually do ask you to do is actually get a personal trainer because you don't know what it feels like and you don't know what it sees like. And if you're wanting to do it without that type of help, that's your ego getting well. I say ego, um, depending on the way that you view ego, but that's your um in a sense as well arrogance getting in the way oh i think it's i think it's um it goes back to the idea of you know like looking around the room to see if anyone's looking mm. if if you're near the gym and you're surrounded by people that are that have obviously been doing it for quite some time they've been building up the craft and like they've put a bit of size and strength on and you've got like a personal trainer and you're fairly new to the whole gym thing you feel really uncomfortable and you feel out of place because like you might be the only one at particular at particular time of that day getting help and mm. seeking help, whereas everyone else is doing their own thing and seem to be knowing what they're doing. Mm. And I think that's what holds back people back from from wanting to, and seeking help. But yeah, and that's it. But the best question I like to ask is why is health and fitness different to any, any other aspect? Of <laughs> yeah, I know. Why would you start a trade without having a mentor? Why I know. Would you, you know, why I know. Would you... It's funny. It's funny. Hey. Yeah. So yeah. why is health and fitness? Because it comes back down to body shaming. It comes yep. back down to self worth because there's so so much of a stigma around body image that that's why it's so different. Yeah. But like, why do you know? Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't go into um you wouldn't go into like like I said like doing a trade of you wouldn't go into and do like a hundred percent uh of got trying to build a, a house without a mentor. Yeah. So you know, like because like yeah, sure you could learn shit off of Google if you do it, and if you get zapped, well you know it's probably going to be. A while until you come back because it's probably gonna hurt or tickle. Yeah, exactly. But the same thing too is you don't understand the structure of of how deadlift's gonna feel. You don't understand the structure of how a squat's gonna feel. You know, like yeah, maybe you could get a dope. So like dope, so dope. essentially, like you're like an apprentice. You're new. You're new to the gym, and without getting that guidance because you're fairly green to everything, you're just gonna be stuck in that that zone and and like the expectation of of wanting to grow and get better at it, you can't. You, you've got to get guidance mm. and yeah I think people struggle to do that and I think especially for those who have never been um, heavily interested in wanting to do it yeah yeah so people who are people who are wanting to get into the gym or people who yeah, are looking what, to well what would you like because we'll probably like wrap it up soon bro but like in terms of yeah like um, sending out a message to those who are wanting to to um, start up a gym what would you say man starting up a gym or oh no um, yes yeah, um, you know, going yeah. to a gym, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, my number one thing is to don't do a big change. So, if you're wanting to, if you want to go into health and fitness, that all I would, all I would ask you to do is one: if you don't want to go to a gym, don't. Yeah. Like, don't force yourself to do anything. Yes. Um, the other thing is, is just start off little. So, for example, if you really want to start getting into, like, if it's for just improving your health, go out for three to four walks a, a week. Yeah, Simple nice. as that. Yeah. Right, and then you start maybe to slowly, steps. yeah, you yep. start to slowly go into it. You know, like maybe you sort like you learn how to lunge properly, and you start to, yeah, cool, you do that. Um, and, but it's baby steps. Like I, I wouldn't even say change your food. I would legit say just focus on the exercise because when you just when you do the exercise, you will naturally want to eat better. 
because you're, exactly. you're endorphins are setting off. Yeah. So you go, well, I don't want to eat that. Like, I actually want to feel feel good. Yeah. You naturally no. you naturally go into a better lifestyle for sure. But one hundred percent. So start starting off doing that. Uh, the other thing is starting with a friend. Like a lot of people just go like, oh, I've got to make sure. Um, but the easiest thing is, I know a lot of people who've started off with friends, their friends are the ones that actually drop off, but since you feel comfortable in that environment now, yeah. you don't go. Mm. Because uh, health and fitness turns into a high value of yours. Mm. Um, so yeah, welcome to do that. Um, other thing is is get, uh, is get that to actually um, sign up with a PT. There, there's reasons why there are PTs out there, and it's um, the fact that it's to have the guidance. Mm. You know, like, um, the biggest thing is, the biggest thing when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to fear or anything like that, is not knowing, right? So if you gain knowledge around it, you're not gonna flare up because you know you know. Mm. Like so, anxiety in a sense, uh, and this is something where it could trigger a lot of people. But anxiety, in a sense, is a fear of the past happening again in the future. Mm. But people get lost; they lose themselves in the present, and they're expecting um, things to happen again in the future. And this is what I always say: is worry. Is manifesting the things that you don't want. Yeah, right. And, and focusing and prioritizing the things that have happened in the past, and it's and, you, happen and, you, and you have a tendency of of um, of thinking, you know, and yeah, thinking about when it's going to happen next. Oh yeah. my god, is my boyfriend going to cheat on me? Oh my god, like, he's just going to cheat. Oh, yeah, he cheated on me. Fuck, I fucking knew it. All the guys were the same. <laughs> yeah, like one. Like, yeah, I, I, that's another can of worms. But um. <laughs> Um, whatever you worry is manifesting the things that you're creating. So, like, I'll, like for me, example the other day, like, fuck, I gotta make sure I don't spill these oats on my shirt. The first spoonful, boom, on my shirt. I was like, I, yeah, I did that. I yeah, did that. I was true. like, I created that. That's my fault. Like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. I, I just laughed. I couldn't even get angry at myself because I was like, I fucking created that. I, I created the pathway towards that. So your mindset is gonna be your tool towards yeah. doing anything. Yep. Whether you say you can or whether you say you can't, either way, you're right. Yep. I can do this, good, go do it. I can't do this, cool, don't do it. Yeah, bro. No, exactly. Thanks thanks again, bro, for everything you've shared today. Yeah, um, um, from my, like, on behalf of Catching the Mind and um, Michael as well, I just, yeah, I, I find you to be extremely inspirational for myself and, and that I'd love to be at the stage that you're at. And, and what you're doing is um, an amazing thing. And you're definitely making a difference in someone's life, bro, whether you, you know it or not. And um, I hope you continue to, to pursue it and, and um, continue to change people's lives on, you know, furthermore. Yeah, I appreciate but, um, it. Yeah, thanks again for being on the show, bro. Always. But this has been um, Topic 8 of Couching the Mind, Clearing the Mind, One Couch Talk at a Time. And Dylan, Dylan Till has helped me talk about fitness and health today. And I hope you guys have got something out of it, much like I have. And... If you guys have any questions and queries, um, I'll put Dylan Till's um, um, uh, uh, Facebook page um, in the link below. And um, as always, message me if you need anything. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.